Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour Milky Way Mixer. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio Studios in New York City. Broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, Baltimore to Buckhead, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo. You're on the air. They listening, D.A. Everything we saying, D.A. Everything. How we doing, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us. Boy, we are stacked this morning on the show. Reacting to everything over the football weekend. Coming up this morning on the program, our friend Amy Trask. Former Raiders executive turned CBS Sports NFL analyst. Amy will join us in hour number four. This hour, in 20 minutes, who the Bengals on ice in the division the first two weeks. And in 40 minutes, a staple coming back from the weekend, a momentous Monday story of inspiration in sports. Where we start when it comes to the NFL is the Packers and Falcons. As Jordan Love entered the season looking to answer questions after being drafted to replace Aaron Rodgers. Now it was his team, his moment. Rodgers gone. And of course, Rodgers gone for the Jets as well. And Jordan Love performed pretty well yesterday. And I think he answered some questions in Atlanta. But at the end of the day, it was the Falcons with a comeback victory to overcome the fourth quarter deficit and beat the pack 25 to 24 to go to two and zero on the season. 
And so, how did the Packers blow that lead to the Falcons yesterday? It is where we begin. You're cold open. Love under center. He spins, fakes the handoff, looks to throw, swings right side. Got He's got Reed into the end zone of the pylon. Touchdown. Third touchdown. Pass of the day for Jordan Love. You see the Atlanta Falcons out there will never be down for the count. Uh, we're going to fight until that clock hits zero. So, you know, that's what I'm proud of this team and everyone on this team uh, for not giving up, not, you know, and just keep going out there and just fight until that clock hits zero. Robinson with Ritter in the backfield. Here's Desmond keeping it left side. He will turn the corner and die for the touchdown. He faked it to Robinson and everybody with a yellow hat followed Bajan. I think it just comes down to execution and, and being better in the fourth quarter um, and being able to you know, play a full game. Um, and I think we just we didn't execute well enough in the fourth quarter. Um, weren't able to move the ball and convert third down, so uh, that's really what hurt us. Desmond to the line, going to pitch it to Bajan. He will cut it back. He's got the first down to the 16. My goodness. Don't play complimentary football. And then when you have mistakes, all those get magnified. And so uh, disappointed. You got to give credit to Atlanta. They battled uh, and did a better job than us, obviously. Young way for the lead. Snap, spot. Kick is up, and it is perfect. And Atlanta's in front with 57 seconds left. This was nothing but a team win. Um, no individual took part in this. You know, this was everybody that took part in, in what we just did today. I don't believe it. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. All right, your credits there. Wayne Larravee on Packers Radio, Wes Durham on Falcons Radio. You heard from the two quarterbacks, Desmond Ritter and Jordan Love, as well as Packers head coach Matt LaFleur and rookie running back Bijan Robinson. At the end of the day, the takeaway here is that the Packers defense was the culprits yesterday in giving up the 24-12 lead. And Love was was scattershot in the fourth quarter, and the Packers' offense did not score in the final frame as well. And so that's going to hurt you, obviously. But the Packers had the 24-12 lead going into the fourth quarter, and the Falcons scored every point after that, shutting out the Pack 13-0 in the fourth. And I give Ritter credit. Arthur Smith credit, the Falcons offense credit, Bijan Robinson credit. But that's a Packers defense that needs to come up with a couple of big stops, big plays to help support its young quarterback early in his development. And I will tell you this from a Green Bay standpoint, despite the loss, I am now officially a Jordan Love believer. What I saw from Love in the first two weeks is a comfort within the offense and taking the plays that are there. It's very un-Josh Allen-like as a young QB and really now as a veteran QB as well, where we've seen all too often him try to do too much. Love is not doing that. Love is not putting the, the Packers in bad situations with bad decisions. He's reading what the offense is supposed to give you Taking that, being patient, moving the chain, scoring points. I compare that to Zach Wilson, who we saw yesterday against the Cowboys. And Zach Wilson, now in year number three, is still struggling with just taking or making the read that's supposed to be there. 
And that is why, and we'll get into the Jets more and the quarterback situation for New York more later on in the show, but that is why the Jets have to move on from Zach Wilson if they want a shot of the playoff this year. Because you can't be in, in year three and still not understand within the offense what it's supposed to be, what it's supposed to look like. Love is, love does. But it was the Packers' defense that allowed the Falcons to go on those clock-eating drives to go down the field. In that fourth quarter, the Falcons had an eight-play, 75-yard drive and a 12-play, 66-yard drive to ice the game. 12 plays when you got to get the football back for your offense is unacceptable. And I thought that yesterday for the Pack, with all the injuries on offense, Bakhtiari, Christian Watson, Jones, that was really going to stymie the offense. Instead, Love performed pretty well without those guys. Lost another member on the offensive line during the game. But the Pack defense just could not get the stop, and they've got to look at themselves in the mirror because the Packers should be 2-0 today with a young quarterback getting his first starts and instead have to come off of that one. Hey, the Falcons want to run the football, and they're able to run the football, and give them credit there. Yesterday against the Pack, they ran for more than 200 yards. Bijan had 124. They ran for 211. Ritter had another 39 on the ground. I think it's going to be a while before I really believe that you can win much with Desmond Ritter. But yesterday, slippery enough to make some big plays, and down the stretch... Had some big completions and used his legs as well. And the Falcons are 2-0. And the most bizarre thing in this NFL so far may be the NFC South, where three NFC South teams are 2-0. How bizarre that the Falcons and the Buccaneers are right now 2-0. And going into tonight, we've got another one. Coming up here with the NFC South. I should say two of the four teams are 2-0 as the Saints are undefeated at 1-0 and they'll take on the Panthers tonight on Monday Night Football. All right, that's the recap on the Packers and the Falcons yesterday. A fun game. There was a lot of fun games. Last night in Foxborough, the Miami Dolphins go to New England and get another win. And this is just what they do. And it's kind of crazy but how dramatically things have flipped in the AFC East where unless Aaron Rodgers, you know, didn't go down, you were looking at an AFC East where the the Patriots were by far the least talented team of the division. By far. And last night, I think we saw that again. Bill keeps trying to put duct tape and a stick of matches and some bubble gum around this thing like he's MacGyver, and he used to be MacGyver. But MacGyver's far more effective when Tom Brady's on your mission with you. And that roster, again, looks like an old Patriots roster, but without the quarterback. And I'm not saying Mac Jones is terrible, but he's not Brady, obviously. And last night against the Dolphins, it just took too long for the Patriots offense to create anything. And when they finally did, it had to be junk plays that they kind of pulled out of thin air. 
And at the end of the game, when they need a tight end lateral to an offensive lineman for a fourth down conversion to keep the game going, again, you're relying on junk plays. Brady used to be relying on chunk plays. Now they're relying on junk plays. And the Miami Dolphins are 2-0. And the Dolphins' offense wasn't great last night, but was enough. And they can run the football, and they can throw the football. And again, the first name of Tunga Vailoa is if Tua can stay healthy. But so far, so good. Tua was efficient last night, 21 of 30 for 250 yards and a touchdown in INT. But the Dolphins could run the football. Raheem Mostert had buck 21 and had that 43-yarder to the house that pretty much put the game on ice. Miami doesn't worry about playing in New England anymore. They used to. It used to be a house of horrors for everybody, but not anymore. And Tungavailoa is now 5-0 and against Bill. The Dolphins don't lose against the Patriots when Tua is healthy. So think about how much things have flipped where something like last night was indicative of not the Patriots, who the Patriots are playing, have all of the talent, kind of come in as the aggressor. They've won X number of games in a row. They're the bullies in the relationship, the opponent of the Patriots. And the Patriots have to kind of like rinky-dink things up and try to kind of hold on for dear life and then mount a comeback at the end, which is what happened last week against the Eagles. It was kind of the same thing. The Eagles played the Patriots, and what happened? Eagles more talented. Eagles more dynamic quarterback. Eagles put points up early, and then the Patriots just took a long time to get going and had to kind of put on the put on the comeback late to make it close. It's exactly what happened yesterday, last night. Dolphins more talented. Dolphins the better team. Dolphins offense clicks early, and then the Patriots have to co- go into comeback fashion. Patriots haven't been 0-2. In 22 years. And that was the 01 season where Bledsoe gets injured by Mo Lewis and Brady takes over. The difference is that 01 Patriots team could go to a Super Bowl because, well, they fell into the greatest quarterback of all time, but also because the defense was really strong, had drafted really well under Bill Parcells a couple of years earlier, the earlier administration, and all those guys were coming into their own. The Brewskis, the Seymours, the Vrabels, the Johnsons, all those guys, Ty Law, all those guys, Lawyer Malloy, had been there, and they were a great defense, and they could carry the day. This Patriots defense doesn't have that type of of elite high-end talent. They're okay, but they're not that great. And so it's a different 0-2. And just in the division, the Dolphins look like a team that when you see some of the other contenders of the AFC, Chiefs haven't looked great for the first two weeks. They got the win yesterday, but the Bengals are 0-2. The Jaguars yesterday couldn't put any offense together. The Chargers are 0-2. I mean, there are good teams at the AFC. Bills put it together yesterday, but 
you look at the AFC and say, well, why can't the Dolphins dream? They can. They absolutely can. All right, we're off and running, breaking everything down in a Monday morning, man, when we come back here on the show. Speaking of those Bengals, Joe Burrow and the Bengals are 0-2, two losses in the division, and Burrow himself tweaked the calf again. Is this a lost season already in Cincinnati? It's next, DA, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Third down and five. At the Cincinnati 17, Lamar wants to throw. Lobs it far side, end zone. Touchdown, Ravens! Nelson Aguilar, a brilliant over-the-shoulder grab, and the Ravens extend the lead again. Well, we've done it before. Um, obviously, you don't want to start on two. Uh, it's not not what we were planning on, not not what you want to do at all. But, uh, you know, we're going to bounce back. That's what we do. Um, that's all there is to it. Ravens Radio on the call. That was Joe Burrow after the loss. Welcome back. You could always listen to us in podcast form. The full four hours were the best of the show. Check it out by finding us all places that you get your podcasts. Ravens are good. And Lamar Jackson utilizing his new weapons. He's got new wide receivers. He's seen the field well. He's healthy. That is a... A Ravens team that's always well coached. Despite losing J.K. Dobbins, they've still got talent all across the board. They're going to be really good. They're going to be a playoff caliber team all season long, assuming Lamar stays healthy. 
And there is no great crime in losing to the Baltimore Ravens. The issue is the Bengals have put themselves in a hole. They're 0-2, two losses in the division already. Now, it's possible both the Browns and Ravens go to the playoffs. I mean, we don't know if Cleveland can extend how good they looked last week, but really talented team. So there is no shame in losing these two games. A lot of teams will lose to both the Browns and the Ravens potentially this season. The issue is you already dig a hole. Now, last last year, the Bengals also began 0-2, and they went to the AFC Championship game. The year prior, there was a stretch where they lost 4 of 6 and went to the Super Bowl. So the Bengals have had slow starts that 21 season when they went to the Super Bowl. They were 1-1. One and one. They have had slow starts, and this is another one of those. I think the issue is the Burrow injury has now affected three different games this year. Very obviously, he was not himself in week one against Cleveland. That was not Joe Burrow. He threw for 92 yards. So not playing at all in the preseason, working off the rust, whatever it was, clearly affected him in week number one. Yesterday, he's trying to get back on track. There are some throws in there that look like old Joe Burrow, but then Burrow tweaks it again. He said just before the last touchdown that they scored. So he's then hampered in game two, and it's going to hamper him this week going into game three where he still hasn't played a full 60 minutes of football feeling good and doing well. Well, I feel good and I'm doing well. And so everything is kind of fixing it on the fly. And as we know, the Bengals might be talented. The Bengals might have all the pieces to get back to a Super Bowl, which I I picked them to do before the season. However, it all is relying on Burrow. They're not going to win anything without him at near full strength. Can you win with 75%, 85% Joe Burrow? Yeah, but he's got to get there and be there consistently. And I don't think you're going to win anything of note like the AFC or a ring unless Burrow is pretty damn close to 100%. So it's not a lost season yet for the Bengals, but we are inching close to a very delicate moment in the in the season where you start getting into must-win games, and it's only September, and you just don't want that pressure on you this early. They have the Rams on a Monday night. Again, is it a must-win? I mean, mathematically, no, but falling to 0-3 and having two home losses in there would be brutal. Then you're at Tennessee after that. Really, the Bengals have to win these next two games. That's kind of the hole that they've dug themselves. And again, both of these losses in division in which all four teams might compete for the playoffs as we make our way through the year. If you want to jump in, 855-212-4CBS or on Twitter, DA on CBS. We saw the overs hit a lot more frequently yesterday than we saw the unders, which hit a lot more frequently in week number one. So maybe a sign that after the first week, offenses are starting to come around a little bit. And it's a perfect time to note, the Wizard of Vines is the Wizard of Vines. Boys and girls, making you money. If you fade the wizard... 
Week one, a perfect 0-4 in week one. Okay? And then we moved into Saturday's action. Well, the Wizard really liked the over in Tennessee and Florida. Tennessee's offense the last couple of seasons has been excellent. They have put up tons of yards on Florida. The the Gators have been struggling. You saw what Utah did to them. And the Gators are going to have to put up points to chase down Tennessee. And so the Wizard loved the over with the Vols and Gators. The under hit. Well, that's okay, because the Wizard told us that Michigan State plus the 16.5 was a good bet here. West Coast team coming into town. All that Washington can do is throw the football. They're kind of one-dimensional. Maybe Mel Tucker being out. There's kind of a win-one-for-the-Gipper thing. you got to play East Lansing. Washington won that game by 94 points. So the Wizard began 0-6 on the season. 0-6. But they were still the NFL yesterday. And so the Giants going to Arizona, as you heard week one, you fade the flock. You fade the flock. The Cardinals are so bad The Giants are desperate after losing the opening Sunday night to the Cowboys that winning by four should not be that difficult. And the Giants found themselves down by 20 points at half. However, a stunning comeback to rally to win falls a point short of the line. The Giants win by three. The Wizard had them at minus four. That's an 0-7 to begin the season, boys and girls. If you are fading the Wizard, you are making a lot of money. Now, it should be said, before you lose all hope, the Wizard did like the Packers plus one and a half. This thing opened up to three by the time it kicked off. Packers late lead. Wizard sniffed it. Falcons did come back to win but by only a point. So the Wizard does clear the win on Packers plus one and a half. Packers lose by just a point. There's a victory there. It's the Wizard of Us. There it is, baby. That's right. Put one on the board. Yes. The Wizard. It's the Wizard of Us. One and seven to begin the year. Now, I want to do the Wizard justice here. The Wizard, tech, if I'm remembering the chain of events correctly, opened 0-6, then got the Packer win then took the Giant loss. Well, that is true. So you were, you actually were almost mirroring the Giant comeback from their first terrible six quarters. Oh, that's actually a good point. But then Big Blue let you down at the very end of the day. Right. Either way, as Boyle said last week, it's hard to go 0-4. It's hard to go 1-7. So fading the Wizard remains a very, <laughs> very lucrative decision, apparently. Right now, it's very profitable to fade the Wizard, and I would encourage right. everybody to do so. Can we hit that White Sox call again, though? You can. Put, put it on the board. Yes. <laughs> He's got to win. Don't let him get hot. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe let him get hot. You don't. At this point, fading him is a very profitable enterprise. 
Standing by with our headlines is a kind sir, Andrew Bogish. Bogeyman, good morning. Good morning. Headlines sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. The Dolphins, the last of seven teams to reach 2-0 yesterday, and they did it behind the running of Raheem Mostert. And off to Mostert on first down. Cuts left across the 35-30. Mostert is gone all the way to the end zone. Touchdown Miami. Raheem Mostert with a 43-yard touchdown run. And just like that, the Dolphins have taken a 23-10 lead. That's Ryan Radke on West Swin 1. Mostert 121 yards, two scores, two a through for 249 and one tutty. And the D made one late fourth down stop, barely for a 24-17 win at Foxborough. The Patriots... They're 0-2, but Mac Jones remains positive. In my rookie year, we didn't really start off too hot and then went on a really good winning streak. So uh, for me, that's just all I can do is look back on experiences I've already had in my life, and hopefully the guys on the team can respond. Um, definitely got to play better and learn from it and you know, be here early and leave late and do it together. I think Can that's I- the biggest thing. Did I hear a tutty call from yeah. you, Bogues? Glad you're listening. That was a heat check. That's right. That's a heat check. Just you're, making sure you're awake. Your your cool meter just went up a couple points. Oh, that's right. You like tutty. Yeah. Hold on. Carlos hates. Carlos hates it. So I was half accomplished my goal. Oh, you were trying to stir. Yeah, the boil. I was doing a little poke early in the Hot. Monday, but that was actually a compliment for Boyle. Yeah, Boyle uses that. Do I look like a guy that doesn't like the use of tutties? <laughs> yeah, he looks like a tutty guy. Do I look I like know. a beta? <laughs> Did I come in wearing my beta hat today, folks? Did I put on my beta pants this morning? I don't know. Did you sleep in your beta bed last night? No, I slept on uh, the sales couch. Oh, okay. You come Did off you? As a beta, I did. You come off as a loser. You slept here again? Yes. What, for what this time? Well, so my brother flew in over the weekend, so I was at my parents' house watching the games with him. And uh, and then we, I kind of just lost track of time after the the Patriots Dolphins game ended. We were kind of just shooting the the bleep. You made it to the end of Patriots Dolphins last night. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like we were watching, you know, we flipped over to SVP. We were watching some highlights, and all of a sudden it was like twelve thirty. I was like, oh dude, I gotta go. Yeah, I and gotta then, be up in three hours. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, you know what? Let me just get everything out of the way now. So I drove back to my apartment, did a little little wardrobe change. It's a Notre Dame Monday, big Saturday night coming up against Ohio State. And then I drove in here, put together, you know, the, all the production stuff. And I was like, I'm going to just take a little nap, a little snooze-a-rooney. Wow. So how many hours did you get on the sales couch? Like two. <laughs> what a life. At least he showered. Does this sales guy know he's running a bed and breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Because he might, he, you know, maybe should start charging for it. Because when you texted me and Wall to make sure that you would be awake, Wall wrote back, that's a great couch. So Wall has slept there, too. So this guy's got, like, an Airbnb that he has no idea about. Yeah, you said a bed and breakfast. It's just a bed. There's no breakfast. If only Shep would have known or been so forward, he would not have had to enroll at NYU just to get a bed. Those were different times. In that era of CBS Sports Radio, people were stupid in that that back portion of the floor. Remember when Shep found the couple going at it? There were no comfy couches. It was a bordello back there.
A bordello. <laughs> We've upgraded since. <laughs> yeah, I might be sleeping on some stains on that couch. Yeah, you forgot about that. Well, I tried to erase it from my memory. <laughs> yeah. But there was a bordello era here at <laughs> CBS Sports Radio. It was very seedy. <laughs> it was like Times Square before Giuliani was mayor. <laughs> now it's all Disney World stuff, oh you know, God. plays and stuff. It's true. Between 2013 and 2018, it was like peep shows back then. <laughs> Prostitutes and peep shows. Bordellos back there. You couldn't bring your kids to the sales No. <laughs> Anything you wanted that was illegal was back there. You needed watches, knockoff handbags, drugs, some some drinking. It's like the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my God. But it's cleaned up now. Very now, nice. Now, now you can walk down the street. Now you can sleep on the couches right. without being hassled by vagrants and things like this. Frosted glass for privacy really when nice. you're sleeping on someone's couch. <laughs> Amazing. It actually all changed when the salespeople stopped coming in pro- right around COVID. Well, because of COVID, then never came back. Right. So now you can kind of do whatever you want back there. It's kind of a, a romper room yeah, because COVID, nobody's ever there. COVID got the riffraff out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back to football. The Wait, bucket- we, we might have to bring a Bordello era back. I mean, you're <laughs> you'd trying. Love, you'd love to. <laughs> That's a bucket list item. <laughs> the Buccaneers are surprising 2-0 after handling the Bears 27-17. Baker Mayfield, 317 yards and a touchdown. The Ravens still perfect after earning a 27-24 win in Cincinnati. Two touchdown throws from Lamar Jackson. And the Niners are two for two, fighting off the Rams in L.A. 30-23. That's 12 straight regular season wins for San Francisco. Giants running back Saquon Barkley suffered an ankle injury at the end of that remarkable come-from-behind 31-28 win in Arizona. He gets an MRI today with a game with those Niners coming on Thursday. And Colts QB Anthony Richardson is in concussion protocol after yesterday's 31-20 win in Houston. He likely got hurt when his helmet slammed off the turf as he was running for a score midway through the first quarter. Richardson then self-reported symptoms in the second and left the game for good. Tonight, we've got two games. Saints-Panthers, 7-15 Eastern. Browns and Steelers play in Pittsburgh an hour later. College football, Alabama's number 13 in the new top 25 after Saturday's ugly win at USF. This ends the Tide's eight-year run inside the top 10. The last time they weren't there was September 27th of 2015. We'll talk more about the Tide later, but I don't think they're a top 15 team. I think their ranking right now is way too high. They were on the same field as USF and looked like the same team as USF. And you could argue USF is the worst group of five team in America, at least one of them. That's one of the worst, one of the worst FBS schools in college football. And Bama was basically in a dogfight with them. They're not a top 15 team. The Orioles and Rays clinched playoff spots yesterday when the Rangers lost in Cleveland 9-2. Baltimore lost 110 games just two seasons ago. Here's manager wow. Brandon Hyde. I love seeing our guys are, uh, you know, feeling really good about themselves, and especially the guys that, you know, never been a part of anything like this. This is why you, this is why you do this, and uh, it makes it all gratifying. The Rays, meanwhile, make their fifth straight postseason appearance. These two were playing each other when they got this news. The O's won the game 5-4 in 11, a split of four-game set in Baltimore. 
So they lead Tampa Bay by two games still atop the AL East. Last night, the Diamondbacks got a three-game sweep of the Cubs, 6-2. Arizona now sits in the second NL wildcard spot, a half game better than those Cubs and the Marlins. The Reds a half game behind them. And WNBA playoffs, the Aces got their two-game sweep of the Sky, 92-70. But the Sun lost to the Lynx, 82-75, setting up a third and final game on Wednesday. DA, back to you. Thank you, Bogues. Boyle, how do you feel before Notre Dame, Ohio State next weekend? Oh, I'm ready. I'm you ready are. to go. I'm ready to go through a table. Mm. I'm ready for the Irish to kick some ass. This Ohio State team stinks. They are fraudulent. Stinks. They stink. They don't have a quarterback. They can beat up on the Western Kentuckys of the world all they want. They're in for a rude awakening Saturday night. Is that so? Oh yeah. Hot and heavy. All night in South Bend. Well, if that, if that is true, <laughs> if Alabama's not very good and Ohio State's a fraud and Georgia messed around and had to storm a comeback against South Carolina, I'll ask the question, who's good in college football? USC, who Notre Dame will play later this year. That might determine which of those two teams gets in the college football playoff Although I think if USC has one loss and it's only that game and they win the Pac-12, they can still get in. USC is good. Georgia's, Georgia's still great. They had a bad game and they still obliterated South Carolina in the second half. Florida State struggled. Florida State did struggle. Red bandana game. It was like basically a hurricane in the first half. Then the rain stopped. And that's when Boston College made their comeback. But I still think Florida State's good. Notre Dame is good. Ohio State is fraudulent. Michigan is good. Michigan's very good. I think there's... Although they've played nobody so far. They haven't. But I still think, you know, just based off the last two years and how good that defense is expected to be this year, I'd be very surprised if if they don't win the Big Ten again. They might go undefeated. But Notre Dame's good. You're going to find out Saturday night if you don't believe. All you Irish haters out oh, yeah? there. Oh, Notre Dame every year. This good team stinks. Nice. They're going to... <laughs> They're going to crush them. <laughs> is, that, is that how Notre Dame critics sound? <laughs> yes, to me. Okay. They're going to crush Ohio State Saturday. They're going to beat those fraudulent losers, Clemson, and it'll finally, <laughs> finally hear the end of Dabo Sweeney. And then we'll see when the, where the chips fall against USC. Who's Not- the second best team in the SEC? If, if we just make Georgia the one. I mean, who is the second best team there? It ain't Tennessee I, anymore. I would have thought Tennessee, but they not stink. Tennessee. It's not Alabama. It's hard to make the case for LSU. I guess we'll see what kind of Ole Miss shows up in Tuscaloosa Saturday. Because with how bad Alabama's looked, Ole Miss that you got to win. They're only six and a half point favorites. Bama. Lane and Kiffin I, has got to win I, that game. I'm laughing. As bad as Notre Dame was last year. That's basically what Alabama has become. They rolled out Tyler Buckner as the starting quarterback on Saturday. I could tell you that wasn't going to work. <laughs> and you got Tommy. I still can't believe Tommy Rees got the offensive coordinator for Nick Saban. What was Saban doing in the offseason? Did he hibernate? Did he have a, a four-month hibernation period? Or all of a sudden he woke up and said, oh, wow. how bad was Notre Dame? Let's, <laughs> let's hire their offensive coordinator and bring in their backup quarterback from last year. No wonder you're only scoring 17 <laughs> points against South Florida. And seven of them came with 30 seconds left. That was a 10-3 game. Yeah. 10-3 so, against USF. So the SEC ain't very good. <laughs> no, it's not. I, I, as much as I hated him for leaving, I still think Brian Kelly will have a 
great rest of the year at LSU. I think we look back at the end of the season and say, wow, that loss against Florida State was was not a bad loss. Yeah, that's true. But it's not. But right now, nobody looks very good in the SEC. No, it's not the powerhouse it uh, used to be. How about that? A&M losing to, to Miami. Florida losing to Utah. When we come back here on the show, it's momentous Monday time. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Smiling like little Mo every morning. It's a momentous Monday. Every day can be a better day despite the challenge. All you gotta do is leave it better than you found it. It's gonna get difficult to stand but hold your balance. I just say whatever cause there is no way you're bound I just think people should know that if you stay positive, everything will be fine. You just eat, drink, and breathe positive thoughts. That's all you got to do, and everything will be good. That's right, especially in the face of adversity, and Shaq Barrett said plenty of that. Last week, or last season rather, in week eight, he tore his Achilles, same injury that Aaron Rodgers is dealing with. So here's a linebacker who obviously is playing a very combative position, physical position, coming off a torn Achilles, so he had that to deal with. And then, about four months ago, in late April, Shaq Barrett's young daughter, his two-year-old daughter, Araya, ended up drowning in the family pool. And that's immeasurable grief. That is just something that knocked him and his wife and the family on their side, as you could imagine. And so he was trying to handle all of that this offseason, rehab from the Achilles, the drowning of his two-year-old daughter, and he just said he cried every day. He just said he could not handle it. He cried every single day. But he kind of fought his way through it and is now back for the Buccaneers. And late in this game, the Buccaneers held a slim three-point lead, 20-17, to yesterday in Chicago. The Bears are backed up against their own goal line. They need a two-minute drill from Justin Field to go down the field and try to get a game-tying field goal. And here's what happened with two minutes to play. Fields takes the snap out of the gun, looks up field, throws the ball up field. It is intercepted. A, it, it's intercepted. Picked off by Shaq Barrett at the one. He's in for a touchdown. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There's the takeaway. Gene Deckerhoff on Buccaneers Radio. Fields drops back to pass. There's a whole bunch of bodies in the middle of the field. Fields throws the pass there, and Shaq Barrett just steps in there and picks it off. And then there's a huge pile of bodies at the goal line, and his teammates kind of push him into the end zone for a pick six to seal the game. That was the first touchdown of Shaq Barrett's career. As he goes into the end zone, he ends up blowing a kiss to the sky to send his ray of sunshine, as he called his daughter, a message. I told her, I love you, I miss you, and I wish you were here. Barrett said he was wearing a heart-shaped necklace with her picture on it. Bowles and the rest of those guys in that locker room all said after the game how impressed they are with Shaq Barrett, the type of person that he is, the type of husband and dad he is, that he's just as strong as they come. And what he's been going through, they all knew. And to see that inspired them all. And so, man, just another reminder of the power of just 
trying to put one foot in front of the other, even when it feels like the walls are closing in or you just had some type of trauma or tragedy handed to you. It it happens to all of us at some given point in time. And, you know, for Shaq Barrett, he just he stayed the course and remembered his daughter and did a wonderful thing on the football field and dedicated it to her and, you know, just trying to pick up the pieces so a pretty inspirational moment yesterday, a pretty heartfelt moment yesterday with the Buccaneers and the Bears late in that game, Shaq Barrett with a momentous moment. Well, that game itself was interesting because it puts the Buccaneers 2-0, and and I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in football. And that puts the Bears at 0-2 and some massive question marks about Justin Fields. And the question marks just begin with why does it take so long for the Bears offense to ever get into any type of rhythm? And is Justin Fields ever going to be a quarterback that makes things happen for the entire game and is comfortable out there making things happen? I think it's obvious the type of physical attributes that Justin Fields has. But in terms of a feel for the offense, a feel for the game, it just consistently appears that he's out of sorts, uncomfortable, erratic, and consistent. And this is a losing streak that dates back to the middle of last year for the Bears. And they just can't seem to figure it out. And I know it was a blindingly hot game yesterday down in Tampa, but the Bears just keep looking like the Bears, which is not a compliment. They look like an offense that struggles each and every week. It's a quarterback that struggles each and every week. And it's a coaching staff that struggles each and every week to fix the things that keep happening. And so I know Bears fans came into the season with optimism. This is a turning point type of year, another year under this coaching regime and Eberflus, another year for Justin Fields to understand the offense adding some weapons at the wide receiver position for him. This is supposed to be a better version of the Bears, and it just looks like the same version that we see every year with the Bears. And now they're 0-2, and I don't know about you, but I just watched them yesterday saying this is going to be another long season. Next up for Chicago, a trip to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. That smells a hell of a lot like 0-3 to begin the year for the Bears. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.